Good afternoon and welcome to Rotary Matters. You're on Triple H 100.1 FM with Ian Stewart. Today we're going to continue our exploration of Rotary, what it is, the good work that it does, and how Rotarians and non-Rotarians can get involved. Now, I call the programme Rotary Matters because, as you're going to find out over the next hour, Rotary impacts many lives, many causes and many concerns locally and all over the world. And today we've got one of each. Now, many listeners will, I'm sure, remember being vaccinated as a child against polio. Polio is a highly infectious disease caused by a virus um, causing permanent paralysis. It's incurable, but it is preventable through vaccination. Now, most of you probably thought polio had now disappeared. Well, it has in Australia, but there are pockets of the world where, sadly, it still prevails. Tackling polio on the ground are teams of vaccinators funded by Rotary, whose aim is to reduce polio completely. To tell us about this condition, the causes, the cures where and how progress is being made. We have in the studio with us today Rob Byrne from the Australian Office of Rotary International. But that's not all. Rob, who is a member of the Taramara Rotary Club, is also going to brief us on a wonderful local initiative called the Jumbo Joy Flight. This is an annual event hosted by Qantas and Rotary where 300 disabled or disadvantaged children are given the opportunity to fly in a jumbo jet above Sydney for an hour or so. The thrill and the delight on the children's faces, now most of them have never actually been on a plane before, is an absolute joy to behold. It's not too late to sign up and it's free by the way, so stay tuned on Rotary Matters to hear more about the Jumbo Joy Flight. Look, I'm very keen to share it with you, but first you may just be joining us for the first time. Let me give you a high-speed refresher on what Rotary is about. A worldwide organisation set up over 100 years ago to foster the concept of service above self. Worldwide, there are 1.2 million members, 35,000 Rotary Clubs uh, in 220 countries, so it's relatively large. Here in Australia, we've got 30,000 Rotarians and 1,100 clubs. Here in the Triple H catchment area, uh, we have 10 Rotary Clubs, so as our signal does go beyond Hornsby and Kuringrai, this number is certainly higher. Most clubs meet once a week and they donate their time to a range of very worthy local, regional and international community service projects. So you're going to find Rotarians fighting disease, a bit like polio, which we're going to talk about in a minute, providing clean water, sanitation and hygiene, saving mothers and children, supporting education, growing local economies and promoting peace. Like locally, you might see Rotarians running a food bank for those less able to pay. Or Rotarians running a fundraising event focused on sending emergency shelter boxes to help communities overseas which have been devastated by natural disaster. Now, regular listeners to Rotary Matters will know that I usually play a few songs during the show. Today is a bit different because we have with us in the studio to play live Mr John Wright. Broken plates and broken promises Changing locks and changing minds I can't seem to place the emphasis When I think of you from time to time We took our time to make time Took our time to speak our love In that garden with our arms entwined I knew I would never be enough So I don't love you anymore 
that's the way it goes, I guess. I don't love you anymore, but I don't love you any less. Taking time and taking prisoners. Holding hands and holding cords, trying to work out what's his and hers. What can be sold? What can be bought? So I don't love you anymore. That's the way it goes, I guess. I don't love you anymore, but I don't love you any less. What about tomorrow? What about the misery? All your promises prove hollow. Now my ships are out at sea. I don't love you anymore. That's the way it goes, I guess. I don't love you anymore. But I don't love you any less. Beautiful John Wright, a lovely song, lovely song, but you wrote yourself, you wrote yourself? I wrote it in conjunction with another chap called Alan Crew. Fantastic. We were having John, can you stick around in the studio this afternoon? Because I'd like to get you back. I'd be honoured. That'd be lovely. For another song later. Thank this you. This is um, Rotary Matters. That was John Wright. Uh, this is Ian Stewart. You're on Triple H 100.1 FM. Time now is 17 minutes past three. And um, today we're going to be talking to Rob Byrne from Rotary International. There are two main topics today, the Jumbo Joy Flight and the campaign to end polio. So, Rob, welcome to you. Good afternoon, Ian. Thank you for having me. Look, thanks very much for coming in. Uh, Rob, let's start with the Jumbo Joy Flight. Just give us a bit of background as to what it is. Well, I think of the Jumbo Joy Flight as a smile machine, Ian. (laughs) I mean, really... This flight, which, as you said earlier in your intro, is all about taking 300 kids and their carers up in a jumbo jet and doing a joy flight, and never has the word joy in joy flight been better applied. The thing that I love about this project is that the kids, the kids, I don't know, they just they just beam with pleasure when they go up in the jumbo. Probably, as you said, for the first time see Sydney from a different angle than they've ever seen it before. It's also wonderful for their carers. And I might add, boy, is it good if you're one of the Rotarians who gets to go up in the flight as well. It's a life-changing experience. 
So, uh, Rob, where do the children come from who take part in this? Yeah, the kids, they come from all around the New South Wales. They'll um, come from uh, schools, special specialty schools typically, uh, charities, uh, the Deaf and Dumb Society, what is it called now? Um, we know what you mean, yeah. Yep. The, so, you know, the spastic uh, organisations and so on. So we have a whole range of kids, some with physical disabilities and some from disadvantaged backgrounds. So um, and uh, how do they actually apply or how do they get selected to come on this? They make an application. Right. We uh, look at that application. Uh, if they come to our website, the Taramara Rotary website, um, they'll find the way in which to make that application. Not a lot of time now. Um, the flight is in just over three weeks. So can you still apply? You can still apply. Okay, yep. okay. Um, I imagine that some of the kids um, would be in wheelchairs, is that right? Indeed. So, so how do you handle those on a, the on a jumbo logistics, jet? The logistics are not easy, but the kids in the wheelchairs um, typically are the ones up the front of the plane. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they've got plenty of space in first class and business class. Um, so that's... Uh, you know, we and we have a special team of people who work with the kids in the wheelchairs. They get uh, moved from their standard wheelchairs into a what you know those narrow wheelchairs you oh, yes, see. Yes, yes. Um, then they get taken onto the plane and uh, put into the seat, and they just love it. So, so um, they take off, and how far do they go? Not very far. Look, um, the flight that I did, which is a couple of years ago, what we did, we flew down to around about Wollongong, mm-hmm. uh, then north up the coastline to around about Newcastle, and then we flew back to Sydney. Now, the interesting part of it was that uh, we flew in through the heads of Sydney and then over the harbour at, wait for it, about 1,500 feet. So this doesn't... That's very low. That is I'm very low. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the crew on board are always in awe of that as well. Over the harbour at 1,500 feet? Over the over the bridge and then uh, turn, t- uh, do a left-hand turn and head down to Mascot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as you explained earlier, Rotary uh, coordinates this in conjunction with some other people. Yes. So Rotary, uh, Rotary did start this project uh, a long time ago, uh, back in... 1973, I think it was, um, that was uh, the Taramara Club. And a few years later, in 1979, we partnered with the Pathfinders group. Now, Pathfinders is the group of staff members of Qantas that uh, get together and do good things in the community. And this is one of the great projects that they work on right alongside of us. So they have been, for all of those years, a fantastic partner. And by the way, I should say all of those years because we have run this event every year since 1973. So you've got the Pathfinders helping, but what about the cost of the plane and and the petrol? How does that work? Yeah, we have some very generous sponsors. So Qantas, um, they have waived the cost of the aircraft. So, so wow. that, that is a huge, hugely significant factor for us in making this project possible. Um, but we have a number of sponsors who help us out. For example, Viva Energy uh, su- su- provide the, the fuel for the flight. Sydney Airport uh, Corporation waive the taki- taking off and landing fees. And we have so they nu- provide... Um a, a terminal. They do. And a departure area for, for the group to gather. Yes. Okay. 
So, you know, we have some great um, sponsors, Manildra Group, Donata Catering, Transport New South Wales and uh, Airport Link. They all provide um, sponsorship for this great event. But you would be open to getting a bit more financial support, Rob? Indeed. So we still need additional support uh, to make the, the flight possible. Uh, we do this through a number of avenues, one of which is to use a fundraising platform called Raisley, uh, which is R-A-I-S-L-E-Y. Excuse me, L-Y. E-L-Y. R-A- yes, I've got that wrong. R-A-I-S-E-L-Y. Right. Um, and um, people can go to the Raisley site and uh, make a donation, and that uh, will sponsor some more kids who Fantastic. can come on board. And by the way, if we do have some money left over at the end of the process, we donate that uh, those excess funds to youth-related causes, uh, such as the Royal Institute for the Deaf and Blind Children. It is a wonderful project, and I've had the privilege of actually flying and taking part on the ground. And, Rob, what you were saying about the the joy on the children's faces is just... You just cannot believe it until you see it. They get get such a thrill. That's true. There is one problem with this uh, particular project, Ian, and that is it's very hard to talk about without a frog in your throat. Exactly, exactly. It's, uh, yeah, it's so, truly, truly wonderful. Listeners, we're talking about the Jumbo Joy Flight. Uh, it's an activity of Taramo Rotary Club. I'm Ian Stewart. This is Rotary Matters. We'll be back to hear a little bit more about um, another initiative that Rob's involved with in just a moment. Welcome back. He must put his mic on. Welcome back. It's Ian Stewart here with uh, Rotary Matters. We're talking with uh, Rob Byrne about the Jumbo Joy Flight. Um, Rob, uh, and a uh, web address to get to the Raisley. The the address to get to that Raisley site is JJF19. That stands for Jumbo Joy Flight this year. JJF19 at Raisley, R-A-I-S-E-L-Y dot com. And if people want to find out more about the Jumbo Joy Flight and perhaps consider um, <clears throat> applying to yes. attend this year, there's a website for that. Is org. Fantastic. Wonderful project. Now, um, as I said at the beginning, Rob is also here to talk to us about a campaign that's been running for many, many years to do with polio, or rather the eradication of polio. So, uh, Rob, just a quick definition. What do we mean by polio? Well, polio is a viral disease. It's uh, caused by a virus which which gets into the bloodstream. And if you're very unlikely, the virus gets into the uh, spinal cord or the lower lower part of the brain and it causes paralysis, uh, permanent paralysis. So it's a a very nasty disease, one that uh, was well known to uh, anybody who grew up in the 50s or 60s, but since then has become in Australia a disease uh, of the past. We haven't seen any cases in Australia for decades but uh, it, it is still around. And what would be the main cause? Uh, how do people contract polio? Yes, look, the, vi- the virus um, travels via a, num- of a number of vectors, as they're called, but most commonly uh, through contaminated waters uh, or something as simple as a child not washing his or her hands after um, going to the loo. So it, it it's, um, can be contracted, it's contagious. It's very contagious. Very contagious. Yeah. So um, how do we fix this? Um, what, what sort of preventative measures are taken? Well, the good news is that uh, way back um, in the 60s, uh, there was a, 
vaccine which became available, which is very effective. Uh, there are now a couple of different vaccines. Uh, and this is a totally preventable disease. Uh, a vaccinated child uh, does, does not contract uh, the polio disease. Okay, so I explained in the introduction we don't have it anymore in Australia, but where mm. is polio? Yeah, look, we've just uh, declared Africa polio-free uh, in the last month or so. There all were, countries of Africa? All countries. The last country in Africa that uh, had what we call wild polio um, was Nigeria. Uh, that Their last case was three years ago, so now they are uh, polio-free. So uh, that's the definition, is it? Three years without it? Three years without it. means that it's, you're clear? Indeed. Okay, so Africa's clear, Australia's clear? Yes, the rest, the, just, just about every country in the world is clear. Uh-huh. The, the two that are not are Afghanistan and Pakistan. Okay. Now, why, why are those countries not clear of polio? Well, essentially it comes down to things like uh, conflict zones where it's difficult for the vaccination teams to get in and vaccinate the kids. There are some very remote areas which are just physically hard to reach. So, is it, sorry, is the vaccination an injection or is it a tablet or well, um, how does it or a drop? It's a, it's both depending upon where you are. Mm-hmm. So the uh, in countries uh, such as Australia, it's uh, delivered via a vac a injection. Um, in other countries, uh, it's delivered typically via drops in the mouth. Now, there are a number of reasons for that. One of one of which is it's just much. Uh, more economical to do it that way. But the other one which is, is a little bit more interesting, and that is that when you give the drops, the drops are actually a live virus, an attenuated virus, but still a live virus. And they, that virus can travel to other kids via the same vectors as the, 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 the full virus. Um, and in effect, you can vaccinate one child and thereby vaccinate their friends as well. Ah, oh, okay. So it's it's a terrific way of um, delivering the vaccine. Now, there is one downside um, of doing it that way, and that is in very rare circumstances, um, the, uh, vac- vac- the virus which is uh, in the vaccine, the attenuated virus, can um, morph and become... Uh, virulent again, in which case somebody can actually get polio from the vaccine. Uh, It is extremely rare, but it does give rise to some problems with that that virus getting loose. We're talking with uh, Rob Byrne from Rotary International about a campaign called End Polio Now, which has had uh, made great progress in certain parts of the world. Um, I'm going to um, be uh, asking Rob in a minute um, what it is that's stopping um, people from accepting the free offer of, of vaccination. Um, but uh, before um, we do this, I wonder whether I can go back to my friend John Wright, who the singer-songwriter who you heard earlier on. John, have you got another song up your sleeve there? Uh, yes, I have, Ian. Thanks very much. Um, this is another, if you like, unrequited type of love song. So it's not that uplifting, but I'm quite happy with it. And it's called? Yesterday When Today Was Tomorrow. Yesterday When Today Was Tomorrow with John Wright, live in the Triple H 100.1 FM studio on Rotary Matters. Go, John! Yesterday, when today 
was tomorrow Not a mountain I couldn't climb Tears and fears and sorrow Never play too long on my mind Yesterday when today was tomorrow I had plans that were bigger than yours Dreams and schemes to follow And a thirst for what life had in store But I should have saved a moment Saved a minute or two And behaved just a little bit better And spent some more time with you Yesterday when today was tomorrow Not a river that couldn't be crossed Words incurred weren't hollow And we won more times than we lost But I should have saved a moment Saved a minute or two And behaved just a little bit better And spent some more time with you Yesterday when today was tomorrow Not a dream that couldn't come true Words incurred weren't hollow There was nothing we couldn't do Yesterday when today was tomorrow Beautiful, John Wright. Thank you very much indeed. This was John Wright playing yesterday when today was tomorrow. It's Ian Stewart. It's Rotary Matters. You're on Triple H 100.1 FM. Coming up at 4 o'clock this afternoon, we've got uh, Neil and Heidi with Street Beat. Everything you need to know about what's going on in this part of the world. In the meantime, it's 25 minutes to 4. My guest in the studio is Rob Byrne from Rotary International. We're talking about the campaign to end polio. And Rob, you mentioned that there are certain places which resist the idea of having vaccinators. Indeed. What, what, what's, what's that about? Well, th- there has been a program of uh, disinformation, I think, in uh, social media and other sources which have influenced people to decline to receive the vaccine. Now... Do you mean, I mean locally in the Western world? Well, it, certainly it happens in the Western world, but the more important one at the moment really is in Pakistan and Afghanistan. There have been... Uh, increasing levels of refusals because of misinformation which has been uh, put out. Now, you know, we see um, groups of uh, religious leaders now, for example, coming out and actively supporting the vaccination programs, and that has a very strong influence. Supporting it? Indeed. Oh, good. good, Supporting vaccination. 
Now, I should hasten to add that some of the problems which we're experiencing now in Afghanistan and Pakistan are problems we have experienced before in other parts of the world. One of the examples I rather like is that uh, polio was eradicated in Somalia during the Somali war. Now, you know, we know that we can reach the kids in conflict zones. Sometimes the opposing parties will come together and say, let's uh, cease hostilities while the vaccinators come in and do their job. And then I guess they resume hostilities afterwards. So it could be pretty unsafe sometimes yes. for the vaccinators. Being a vaccinator is uh, certainly, uh, it has its problems. Uh, we have seen in Pakistan and Afghanistan um, a number of vaccinators who have been uh, assassinated. Assassinated. Absolutely. So are these um, nurses? Uh, who, who actually does the vaccinating? Well, this is interesting. It's an army typically of women because women are trusted to knock on doors and uh, provide these uh, vaccinations. Um, so it's, uh, it's women who get paid a very small amount of money um, to go around and uh, do these vaccinations because they're passionate about getting rid of this awful disease in their community. So we've still got some way to go to eradicate polio completely from around the world. Yeah, well, let's put it in context. Um, when we started this process back in the 80s, uh, there was about a 1,000 kids a day getting polio around the world. Uh, so far this year, we've had less than 100. Right, right. For the whole of the, what is it, uh, 10 months now. So, uh, so how is the work funded, the vaccinating program? Good question, How yes. does that actually happen? So, look, Rotary is uh, certainly a big part. We've put in, I think it's about $1.8 billion so far into this uh, campaign. Over what's a period of time? Uh, since the 80s. Since the 80s? Yes. So that's $1.8 billion US. That, so that is a phenomenal amount of money. It's close to, what, $3 billion Australian. So it's a lot of money. But, you know, we're just one part. You know, we, we initiated the process, but we have been joined in this process by uh, a number of uh, major players. Um, so, you know, international organisations that uh, are supporting us in this process. Is Bill Gates part of this story? Bill Gates, indeed. Bill Gates uh, joined the process, when was it? 2007, I think it was. Um, and uh, he has put in uh, hundreds of millions of dollars so then. Um, is it uh, based on that he'll provide he'll do two for one in other words if you raise one dollar he'll give you two yes if for every dollar that rotary contributes to the this cause bill gates matches it two for one so you know if if if, if i was to put in a hundred dollars let's say then bill gates would put in 200 so rob a couple of weeks ago you were very busy one day riding the trains. <laughs> I was. Tell us a little bit about the end train, <laughs> the polio. Polio ride to end, uh, the, excuse me, the train ride to <laughs> train. end polio. <laughs> Tongue tied. Yeah. Um, look, this is a, uh, a program which started last year. My colleague at work, Mark Anderson, and his son, Dave, uh, initiated this project. Uh, it, what it entails is basically a, a challenge to go to every station in Sydney, every railway station in Sydney, in one day. And uh, there are hundreds of them. Uh, we did it again. Just did, did, sorry, did anybody actually go through every ra railway station? Indeed, yeah. 195 railway stations. That's right. And somebody so, actually did the whole lot. 
Yes, so uh, my my colleague Mark and his son Dave did. Uh, we also had a visitor um, from New Zealand, uh, one of the, the uh, Rotary governors over there, and she and her husband did every stop as well. So there were there were several, Ian, who did. And I know you did about 100, Rob. I did. You I did. did. You did. And... I yes. think to do the whole lot, you would have had to start about half past four in the morning. Yes, at some somewhere in the deep south Down of Sydney, at Cronulla. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't have finished until about eleven o'clock at night, or something. Yeah, and there were a couple of delays, you know, sort of mis- oh. missed connections and that sort of thing. Yes. So it did end later than they anticipated, but they did it. But it must have been a lot of fun. I mean, a bunch of yeah. of like-minded people <laughs> raising money to Absolutely. end polio. Yeah. Um, imagine all dressed in the uh, in the. The red um, T-shirts? The red T-shirts, yes, they were uh, standard issues, so we stood out. Um, yeah, very visible. There were some who were even wearing red, in polio now, boots, would you believe? Boots? boots. Oh, my goodness me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is the second year that this uh, train ride has been It is, held. but so the interesting thing about it is that so it's now no longer just a Sydney event. So we had events in... Um, in Brisbane, Melbourne, I think over in Auckland, Wellington, and a few other cities around Australia. And it began here in Sydney. And it began here last year in Sydney. Well, congratulations. Yes, congratulations. and I think, I think the latest is that we certainly raised over $120,000, mm-hmm. and it could be heading up towards one hundred and We're just waiting on the final So numbers. let's just be clear here. Mm. You've raised one hundred and twenty or one hundred and fifty. The Gates Foundation... We'll top that up. Indeed. They'll double it. So yeah. 150 plus 300 makes 450. That's that's the way it works. So quite outstanding, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. Congratulations to you. We're talking to uh, Rob Byrne. This is Rotary Matters, and my name's um, Ian Stewart. Rob Byrne from Rotary International telling us about their campaign to end polio back in the mo. Welcome back to Rotary Matters. Ian Stewart here. My guest in the studio, Rob Byrne from Rotary International, telling us about some terrific progress that's been made in eradicating polio. One or two barriers still still out there. Steps are being taken. Good money is being raised and um, complemented by a double donation from the uh, Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation. But, Rob, um, we still need more money to, to achieve the, the goal. We do, yeah. So where can our listeners go to um, for some information? Well, the easiest one is the End Polio website. It's, it's simply called endpolio.org. Okay, www dot endpolio.org That's it, E-N-D-P-O-L-I-O dot org. Congratulations to you on all the work that you're doing. Thank it you. It feels like we're pretty close. We are getting very we've, close. We've got to have three years clear before a country can be declared polio-free. Indeed. I guess the only other comment I would like to make is that this is probably the most significant public health uh, project ever. You know, nothing, I don't think anything comes close to eradicating this disease. And, and I don't suppose there'll be many other uh, public health conditions that have attracted such uh, generosity from Rotarians around the world and from um, phil- philanthropic organisations like the Gates Foundation. Indeed, yep. yeah. So this is, this is a disease which we can eradicate and one that we will eradicate. Now, I did hear that um, the eradication of malaria is something that the Gates Foundation looking at. Indeed. Is that going to uh, come across your desk? Uh, it, it could well do. Now, this is a decision which does still need, need to be taken as to whether what is our next, next big thing. Um, but uh, certainly malaria already is attracting a huge amount of attention within the Rotary uh, organisation. There is a group 
uh, Rotarians Against Malaria that is pursuing this very actively. And there are, there are some great strides being made in terms of vaccines and, and other facilities which uh, reduce the spread of malaria. Well, congratulations to you and all your colleagues in Rotary, locally and internationally, for tackling some of these conditions. And uh, we wish you all the best Thank in, you. In, in that endeavour. Um, it's Rotary Matters. It's Ian Stewart. Coming up at four o'clock, we'll have uh, Street Beat with Neil and Justine. Um, my guest in the studio has been Rob Byrne. Our guitarist and singer-songwriter has been the amazing John Wright. And John, thank you very much uh, for, for coming in and uh, sharing some of your skills and expertise with us. <laughs> Look, the thanks are all mine. Thank you so much, Ian. It really is uh, quite an experience. Okay.